What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Got a lot to go over. Uh, good stuff coming for Labor Day weekend. Really excited for that. Get an extra day off. College football is back. Got a little bit of a taste of that with a couple of games last week. Uh, got some more coming up this weekend. We've got a lot cooking here at Steel City Beer. A lot of work going into some stuff. We got some big fall stuff coming. We've got obviously the fall festival coming up. We're not going to talk too much about the fall festival this week. Uh, we'll start talking about that more as it gets closer and as we have a couple more updates, which are coming. Uh, but a lot, a lot going on at Steel City. We're already starting to plan some stuff for next year. Uh, so it'll be nice to take a weekend and kind of just chill out and watch a little bit of football and relax at least for like a day, day and a half. Had a really cool opportunity. I just want to get right into things this week. Had a really cool opportunity last week. Uh, Got to go up to Blake's Hard Cider, the Blake's Farm up in Armada, Michigan. It's about 45 minutes or so north of, uh, of Detroit. Had never been up, which every year they have this wholesale summit where they bring representatives from all their wholesalers. I think there's, I mean, I know they're in 18 states. I want to say there's got to be 30 or 40 wholesalers they're with. Pretty, pretty big cider company. I think they're about the fifth biggest cider, craft cider company in the country. They're up there. It's a pretty large company. It's growing like crazy. But in three years of the summit, uh, this was third year. The first two years, I hadn't been up. Wasn't able to get up there. There was always some kind of conflict with the schedule. And I felt like a real piece of shit for having had this cider company in the market for three years. A little, I think it's been almost more than three years. And never having been to the farm. So I finally went up there. Left Thursday morning. Left here about 8 a.m. Got up about 6.30. Knocked a workout out. Knocked a little bit of workout and uh, went up to Michigan, and it was a great day. Really glad I went up. I always knew it was a big family farm, uh, but I never quite understood the sheer scale of things up there. Um, just tons of land, tons of stuff grown on the land. Um, obviously, a shit ton of apples. Uh, you know, I always kind of, they use their own apples, and for the amount of cider that they pump out, I always thought to myself, man, there's no freaking way they put out that much fruit. And I got up there, yes, there is a way. Uh, wow, it was a lot of land. It was kind of mind-blowing for what I expected. Uh, but they grow a lot of other stuff, too. Uh, soybeans are up there. They have Christmas trees. They said they sell thousands of Christmas trees where people come in and they cut their own trees. Um, they had a Cider Days festival going on this past weekend with massive amounts of people. They had a really cool really expansive kids area they had a tasting room a gift shop i mean this was just a whole layout it was like the disneyland of farms i don't know if anybody has been down to tracks or has been down to uh simmons uh this was just that's kind of what i expected maybe a little bit bigger this was like a whole nother scale uh i posted a couple of pictures of the the cider brewing operation uh, on my instagram story it was it's a huge facility just for production, um, but it was really cool. I got to see where they mash all the apples and how everything gets transferred over to tanks. They put a brand new canning line in that I think costs more than most houses up in the northern uh, North Hills. Uh, it was beautiful. It's awesome. They're coming out with a light cider here in the next couple of uh, couple of weeks. Actually, I think we may have it by. I'll have to check on the logistics. We may be able to do a slight drop and just kind of trickle some out there before Labor Day. I'll keep that updated on Instagram. That's kind of a side note. Um, but they are coming out with the light cider. A lot of this stuff, uh, a lot of this stuff, it just makes it so much more efficient and allows them to do so many more awesome products. Uh, it's going to lead to better packaging for them. 
uh, I try and make an effort to see as many of our suppliers in person as I can, as often as I can. Obviously, I went up to New York early in the summer. There's a couple others I'll see. I'll go out to Southern California probably in about January to see Modern Times. Uh, but it was really worth the trip going up to uh, going up to Blake's. One quick thing to note about our suppliers, if you're ever going somewhere, whether and you know one of our suppliers is in the area, whether you go to Detroit and you want to see Blake's, whether you go to Modern Times, whether you go to Oklahoma, we've had people reach out to us before, whether you go to New York City, anywhere one of our suppliers is located, seriously let us know on social media. We'll get you hooked up with people there. We'll get you a tour. We'll get you some samples, some swag. We'll make it a fun trip for you. We've had a few people that have, have reached out to us over the past couple of years going to suppliers, and I know they've always gotten taken care of uh, when they get there. No promises on what you'll get, but sometimes you get, you, know, you get hooked up with some special release stuff or get to taste stuff straight out of the tank or straight out of the barrel. Uh, for the most part, craft brewers, and especially a lot of the great craft brewers that we work with, are really open to, uh, to wel- welcoming people into the brewery and uh, kind of giving you the inside scoop and as great as an experience as possible. Uh, so seriously, if you're ever going to, to somewhere where one of our suppliers is, definitely reach out. Uh, it was a great time. Got to sit down and see what Blaze has on tap for the next year or so. Uh, some really cool stuff coming, some really cool flavors. Um, and we've got some killer stuff. It really timed up well because we've got some killer stuff releasing for them uh, Friday here, right before we go into the Labor Day holiday. The pumpkin cider is back, Apple Lantern. I have to say, last year, this was probably the most popular cider terms of sales that that we had from Blake's last year and it's just a big pumpkin market I don't know what it is about western PA we I don't want to say we but I guess we love our pumpkin ciders and our pumpkin beers and pumpkin everything here Um, and it flies so that'll be in Friday that's going to be all around on draft we've got a good amount of that sold already uh, pre-sold in you know seasonals we don't pre-sell a lot I really try and stay away from it I really try and lean towards being a fresh in fresh out wholesaler uh, but with some of the seasonal stuff it's nice to set up releases um, and get it in and out especially with the pumpkins you don't want that stuff sitting we have a lot of it pre-sold this has been a killer sale for us already we still have more that we're going to sell fresh in fresh out um, but it's one that I'm really excited about you're going to see it at Giant Eagle you're going to see it at a lot of beer stores you're going to see it on tap all over the place I'm not a huge pumpkin guy. You will not see me tracking down any pumpkin beer uh, to speak of this fall season. But this, if you like cider at all, this one is definitely worth trying. Uh, It's a killer. And we're also bringing in the Fido, which is their other fall seasonal, which is a cranberry grapefruit uh, cider. I got to try this one. I don't know if I've never had it on draft before and only had it out of the cans. You know, to me, with all, you know, alcohol, well, really beer and cider, some stuff tastes better out of a can. Some stuff, there's no difference between can and draft. And some stuff, there's a big difference between can and or draft. I tried this on draft while we were sitting at kind of the, the sales meeting for the next year or so, which is, which is great, by the way. They have a bar right in where we were having the meeting with all different Blakes on tap. It's great, but it's also very dangerous. <laughs> you can sit there, you know, in a sales meeting and by the fifth slide, you're four beers deep. And you don't really know what's going on, but uh, got to sit and try the Fido on tap. And it was really, really good. I don't know if it was the extra carbonation or what. I've always liked Fido a good bit, but I had it on draft. And I'm going to make an effort to have it on draft now when it hits the market here on Friday. Because it was freaking good. Uh, Like, really good. Like, not even seasonally good, but just... 
I wouldn't say I'm a huge cider fan. I like cider. I'll have, you know, maybe one or two a week. Uh, when stuff like the new Traffic Jam came out or the new Apple Lantern lands or Fido, when the new stuff lands from Blake's or Graft, I'll make an effort to sit down and try it. Uh, or not even try it, just have a couple. Uh, but the Fido is something I'm definitely going to be drinking a few of over the course of the fall. Um, that was really, really good. And anyway, it was just great to sit down with Blake's. We got to go to a baseball game. There's a cool little independent league up there that had a really nice stadium uh, with Blake's kind of stocked in the fridges. And we got some sweets up there. Uh, went to a local bar. Maybe the cops got called. Maybe they didn't. Uh, but uh, it was a great time. So awesome that I got to go up and see Blake's. Uh, really, was there was a decent bit of shame on my back from not having been up there for three years. And uh, it had been a while since I'd been up to Detroit, Michigan. Really beautiful country up there. Uh, so that was great. Sitting here at the kitchen table, just did our latest beer review. I've gotten some pretty good feedback uh, on the beer reviews in general the last couple of weeks. couple constructive comments. I guess constructive criticism, not overly harsh, but construction, constructive criticism is, uh, is always great. I'm sitting here drinking the dry line from Dancing Gnome right now. This is a 6% IPA. Just did the video review on it. I had not had this one before. It came out on the 8th. So August 8th, I probably got it down there, I want to say a couple days after that. So it's been, oh boy, two and a half weeks or so that it's been in my fridge. It's a 19-day-old beer. I've said this to a few people before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. To me, dancing a lot of Dancing Gnomes IPAs, if they sit in the fridge for two or three weeks, get better. And that's no knock because they brew amazing beers. And if you go down and have it on release day or a day after or out of the tank or out of the can, it's, a, it's still world-class beer. Uh, but if you let this, this beer sit for two or three weeks, like if you still have one sitting around, it's perfect right now. Uh, for a 6% IPA, I believe there's Brew One Hops is one of the hops in here. It's a hop that I've never, I don't think I've tried before. I'm not aware that I've tried it before. Uh, I'm going to bring one other hop in here that I knew for the video and can't recall. Uh, but this, the amount of flavor that they were able to pack into a 6% IPA, as I said on the review, this is a perfect beer to just sit and crush watching some football or watching whatever, hanging out, watching Netflix, whatever you do for fun. You can put down three or four of these. And I like, you know, the hazy stuff. We'll get into more of that in a minute. Um, but to me, this isn't overly sweet. It's not overly... I love when beer has a ton of flavor, but sometimes it can be a little bit too much, too rich to have more than one or two of them. This has citra and brew one hops. Okay. And uh, it says it fits in the same general family as Art Deco and Lovely Apparition as we work to understand some newer hop varietals on the market. I think that's awesome. I mean... Love most of the stuff, if not all the stuff that Dancing Gnome puts out. Always helps when they're great people. Uh, but really like to see some breweries experimenting with the, uh, with the new hop varietals. I know a couple of our breweries, have, in the beers that we released in the last week or so, uh, a couple of them had new hop varietals. But it does get a little bit tiresome when it's like Citra Hops, Mosaic Hops, Eldorado Hops. Like, you know, let's go outside the five or six... Uh, hops that we see all the time and I don't know I have to admit I don't know about the hop farming side of things enough uh, to know where that's at and where the availability is at I don't deal with the hop markets directly uh, but it is really cool to see people experimenting with newer hop varietals and really see it paying off uh, unfortunately I'm sure this dry line is not available right now um, but really glad that I let it sit in the fridge uh, for two or three weeks it is a crushable beer finishing this one off as I sit here and record the podcast
One thing I did want to touch on, I was having a great conversation with a couple of, uh, couple of buddies on Saturday night down at Beer Hive. There's only probably the third or fourth time that I've been down to Beer Hive at night. Uh, feels like I've been there two or three times in the last couple of weeks. Great bar. Forget if I went over this on the podcast or if I was talking to someone about it last week. But it's a great bar to me. It has a great beer selection. But it also is like a just a great local bar with that's great to watch sports at. There's like you know three, four, five TVs in there, at least four or five. So if you're in there and there's football on, or there's you know hockey on, or there's both in the fall, there's plenty of TVs to watch stuff. It's got a nice local vibe. There's very friendly staff, but it's got a great beer selection. It's just a great mix. Anyways, was that at the beer hive having a conversation with a couple of my buddies that are real kind of in on the beer scene. Um, They've been in the industry kind of, you know, briefly, but they have a pretty good grip on things. And we were talking about hazy IPAs. And I love hazy IPAs, but I'm of the opinion that it is a style that can mask average or below average brewing because there's a very short spectrum, very small spectrum of where hazies land just by the nature of the style. It can brew a be a poorly brewed hazy, it could be like a 6 out of 10. You could have a really well-brewed hazy, and it's still in like an 8 out of 10. And where I'm going with this is that I just see the market slowly starting to shift away from hazies a little bit. Hazies are still hot. We still sell plenty of them. We still sell some really, really good hazies. Um, that Evil Twin Westbrook collab that we had gotten in a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a day without laughter, is a day wasted. One of the better freaking double dry hopped Imperial Hazy IPAs that I've had in a long time. So there still are really good ones out there, but I think it's just become an overly proliferated style uh, to where it's just there was a point where they're not going to go away, but other stuff had to come in. I think it's a great style because it's a it's a great intro style. Uh, for people that necessarily aren't necessarily into uh, craft beer or super hoppy beers. It's very smooth, easily drinkable, not overly bitter. Uh, but I just think we're going to start to see breweries shift away from doing only hazies. We've seen a lot of people start to do sours. From a market perspective, a lot of people are looking for and buying sours at package stores, at bars. It seems like it's a style that's really coming up quick in terms of how much, in, or how much demand there is for it. Um, the stouts as we get into the, the warmer season here, even different styles like cream ales and brown ales, Berliner Weisses. I've had a lot of pe- Pilsners. Uh, we've had a lot of places asking for different styles. And I think there's just fatigue with the hazies, especially within the craft beer community of people that really enjoy and know good craft beer. Uh, just the average guy that goes out and really likes craft beer. There's only so many hazy beers you want to have. And as a guy who obviously likes to really drink craft beer, I've found myself over the last couple of months when I'm sitting down at a menu, just subconsciously sitting down in a bar looking at the menu and what's available, straying away from hazies. And we sell some great fucking hazy beer. And it was sad because I almost didn't do a video review on the Evil Twin Laughter and the Westbrook collab because I thought, oh, it's another hazy. Like, let's do something different. And I'm really glad I tried that one. Uh, And for the record, no, I don't try every single beer that hits our warehouse. There's no humanly possible way I could do that. We had 20 or 30 new beers hit last week. The kind of part of the genesis of the videos was to get me trying as much as I could, 
sharing it with you guys, letting you guys know what to expect so that when the new stuff comes out, you know, you know what you want to go after, what maybe you don't want to go after, but there's no way I can try everything. Glad I tried the Evil Twin. But sitting at bars, a lot of times I'll say, all right, what do they got besides hazy? I feel like a good sour. I feel like a good stout. And I just kind of feel like the market might be heading that way a little bit. And the good news is, for us it's good news, because we have nothing but great beer in our portfolio. A lot of the average to below average brewers are going to get exposed, brewing the sours and brewing the pilsners. Um, I've always been a, a decent fan of Firestone Walker. I was glad to see them out here. Uh, obviously, we don't distribute them, but I was still, as someone who grew up in Southern California, happy to see them out here. I think they're Pivo Pills, and I know I'm going to get heat for this. Socks. I, had, I don't remember the last time I had it. I had all these beer people telling me, this is a great Pilsner. This is what it's supposed to taste like. I had it at Lot 17 on Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, Sunday. I didn't think it was any good. Now, they're great brewers. That's not to, you know, I just didn't think it was any good. Point of all this is it's nice to see us getting away from the hazies a little bit. Uh, I think there's still a great place for them. This dry line that I'm sitting here and drinking from Dancing Gnome is definitely a hazy, and it's definitely an incredible beer. Uh, but it's just nice to get some diversity in the styles. For some of the other stuff that's coming out this week, I know I said this uh, before. I think last month that this was it for the Rainbow Sherbert. Somehow we or the wholesalers as a whole convinced Prairie to brew one more batch for this summer. I'm sure it's coming back at some point in the spring or summer. But we are getting one more batch of Prairie Sours. It's stuff they don't really brew in the wintertime uh, for the most part, other than I think Vape Tricks and maybe one other. But we are getting a fresh shipment of Sours. I believe it's going to land Thursday or Friday morning just in time for the Labor Day weekend. Rainbow Sherbert will be back in kegs and in cans. Uh, so if you haven't gotten that one yet or you have and you want to get some more of it, I would say it's probably in the top five or ten beers we've had in our portfolio so far this year. And I know that's probably going to rub some of the craft nerds a little the wrong way. You know, there's some really high-end shit we've had, but just such a good beer. That's back. We're getting a second load of the Karate Chimp because that was so freaking popular. Another killer beer. I was talking to someone earlier today. It's not quite along the same lines as Rainbow Sherbert. It is, if you're a real sour fan, it's in the same ballpark. But if you really like the Rainbow Sherbert, the Karate Chimp's similar, but much more of a craft drinker sour. If you want a more approachable and just crazy, flavorful, insanely good beer, stick with the Rainbow Sherbert. But if you like sours in general, the Karate Chimp also very, very good. Blueberry Boyfriend is making a return. That is their Blueberry Sour. That's going to be back. And we are getting the Pink Guava. So we are getting a killer load of Prairie Sours uh, just in time for the Labor Day weekend. Last shipment of those, I believe, for the summer. I'm going to say I believe because I, I was pretty confident in that last time with the Rainbow Sherbet. And it's just been so popular. They're sending another load. Um, the other stuff that I had already mentioned, the Blake's Apple Lantern is coming in. Really excited about that one. I know it's pumpkin. I know it's a little basic for what we normally do, but it sells, and it's really quality liquid, and it's going to be in 12-ounce cans. The last couple of years, it has been in 12-ounce bottles, uh, and they lowered the price on it a little bit. It's going to be more in line with the other Blake six-packs that you are used to. Those are going to be at, uh, available at your local beer distributor and at uh, Giant Eagle Market Districts. Their Phytos coming out, as I mentioned. Both of these are going to be draft in 12-ounce cans. That's the cranberry and grapefruit. And also, I'm really, really excited about this one. They did a custom cider just for the Burgatory restaurant chain. 
That one is going to be uh, releasing Friday, I believe. We'll post some more details about that. Burgatory is going to be posting a bunch of info. We're going to do a couple of events for that over the next couple of weeks. I'm, we're working on setting one up at the North Shore uh, location for a Steeler game day early in September, you know, early to mid-September. So if you're out for a Steeler game, you can hit down uh, to Burgatory before the game. Come drink custom cider, we'll have glassware, koozies, all the fun giveaways. But this one is, like I said, a custom flavor. One I haven't tried yet. I kind of took the uh, cider maker, the head cider maker's word for it up at Blake's. It sounds really good. It's going to be a caramel apple cider. It's called Bad Saint. I am fucking juiced for this one. Caramel apple with the quality of their liquid just sounds really good. I know the liquid's going to be really, really good. That's going to be exclusive to the seven Burgatory locations. So that will be releasing just in time uh, for the holiday weekend. But we'll have plenty uh, on social media for that. There's a couple things left in the market from last week. If you want to chase those down, I'm going to be doing a video for the... Oh, just got to let the train go by here. Got to love living in the south side flats a block from the train. Um, the Hypnopompa. I have to admit, I have not tried it yet from Omnipolo. As big a stout guy as I am, that's kind of a letdown for me. But I am going to be doing a video on that one, hopefully in the next couple of days. Saw that they had that one up at Summit. That one's just about out of stock. So if you're looking for that, what's in the market is basically all that's going to be available. Make sure you track that one down. A couple other things from last week. Did try the Rose Goza. Did a, uh, a review on that one, the Hoof-Hearted Goza. That one's really good. I will say it's more of a pure Goza with a more salty taste than a traditional sour. Uh, but I think there's a lot of room for those. They're really good, drinkable beers, low ABV. Uh, if you're a sour fan and you haven't had a true Goza before or aren't sure, try the Hoof-Hearted Rose Goza because I think it's a really good entry-level one and just a really good, solid, everyday drinking IPA. And I believe it's only like 9 or 10 bucks a four-pack. Let me do the math here. Uh, four, uh, yeah, it should be like 10 bucks a four-pack. So for a Hoof-Hearted beer, that's a pretty damn good price. I know that's not like White Claw pricing, but a uh, pretty darn good price. So that, uh, those are the last couple things you want to catch from last week before they're gone. The good news is the Rose Goza will be around on tap a little bit. Um, so you can catch it at some bars too. With the Blakes, we're going to be doing some launch events this weekend for the Pumpkin. And next weekend, it's going to be a whole 7 to 10 day launch. And we're going to have some glassware giveaways, stickers, t-shirts, all kind of stuff. We'll be posting about some of those on Instagram like I would say, any of the feedback is super, super appreciated uh, with my content, with the Steel City content. I know someone mentioned a couple of days ago in our DMs that they want to see more of the videos coming back. We kind of fell off with those with the Steel City account in terms of like trucks getting unloaded or stocking beer, or fresh beer landing, stuff like that. So, uh, and even a couple of the videos where I kind of walk around, scan the warehouse a little bit and show everyone some of the fresh stuff uh, that drops when it comes in. Going to try and get back to those as well. I know on my personal Instagram, a lot of the stuff I've just been posting are beer review videos. Uh, but going to try and get some of those warehouse-style videos back. Any of the other feedback, uh, much, much appreciated on those. I think it's really starting to start to round out some of the rough edges. There's a lot of, lot of growth left and a lot of stuff we can still do, but starting to round out some of those rough edges. Uh, in terms of the fall festival, I'll hit it real quick. Uh, if you didn't listen last week, we are going to have the Prairie Pirate Paradise. We are going to have Fresh Main Dinner. We're going to have Equilibrium. 
Uh, we're going to have Jester King. That stuff's all on its way to Pittsburgh. Well, the equilibrium will come in super fresh. Everything else is locked down. We've got a couple more balls in the air in, in terms of newer breweries that we're really trying hard to lock down here in the next the week or so uh, to get as much new and crazy stuff. I mean, the stuff's going to be crazy regardless, but just new stuff that you haven't seen in Pittsburgh before because I think that'd be really awesome. Uh, as I mentioned, there's going to be designated driver bracelets for free at the door. Please do not drink and drive. Uber down, designated driver, whatever you got to do, there's going to be free bands at the door. We will have food there. We're going to have high-top tables. We're probably going to have a couple of games. We're going to have music. It's going to be a really fun afternoon. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, that is going to be September 28th, 3 to 6 p.m. I'll retweet uh, re the link uh, for the tickets out with this podcast episode. Uh, they are on event, Eventbrite if you want to search uh, Steel City Beer Fall Festival. It's gonna be a really fun afternoon. Like I said, we'll even have a TV there. So if you got, if you're a college football fan, I'm not sure who Pitt, Penn State are playing, uh, but we will have some college football on, so you don't miss any of that. It's gonna be a really chill, laid back, fun afternoon, and uh, hopefully the first of many with festivals. I think it's gonna be a nice opportunity for us to create some uh, some reasons for some breweries to come in uh, because it's high level shit. It's not gonna be like other beer fests. It's gonna be next level, and I think we're gonna be able to entice some other breweries that don't come in all the time to maybe do singular drops and really just continue to raise uh, the level of craft beer here in Western PA. Other than that, crazy busy at Steel City. Couldn't do it without you guys. We've got a lot going on. Uh, as we hit into Labor Day, once you get past Labor Day, that's kind of like the hump that gets bars really busy again. Um, you know, our package stores have been busy all summer. The bars have been decently busy, but, but the crazy season for bars is you know, after Labor Day through the first of the year. Uh, you know, sports start to come back on TV. Kids are back in school. People are off vacation. The weather gets a little cooler. So it's going to be absolutely freaking gangbusters for us, really, from about now t to the end of the year. Uh, we're going to be going like our hair's on fire. And to me, that's awesome. Uh, I'm so jacked by just showing up to work every day that when it gets busy, that's what's get that is what gets me going. Uh, so super pumped about that. Other than that, that is about it for this week. No crazy, crazy stuff dropping uh, other than the Blakes and the, uh, the Prairie Sours are coming back. The one last thing I'll say about the Prairie Sours, this is probably the supplier and the style that has gained the most traction with me personally just because of sales and how much people like it. The Sours are on freaking fire in general. We've seen a lot of growth in that category uh, for all brands, and I think Prairie has the best shit out there for the price point. It's a nice mix of approachability and just high, high quality beer. Great price point for what it is. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about these. I know I'm on one for them the last month or so, but I'm really pumped. You know, I feel like six months ago, I was like, ah, Prairie Sours are back. Okay, cool, great, not a big deal. They're on fire lately, so we're gonna have a lot of content about those. Uh, probably gonna set some events up, not for Labor Day weekend, because it's not a huge bar weekend. Uh, but the weekend after. So the Prairie stuff's coming in. Fresh 18 Watt will be in. We're working on some other fresh single cut coming in probably after the holiday. And there are two or three big drops coming in early to mid-September. So we'll get into those in, uh, in the next couple of weeks on the podcast. But as always, continue the feedback. Really appreciate the support. Hope you enjoy your weekend. As always, enjoy some great beer.